Since the dawn of human communication, men and women have gathered around the campfire to share stories of myth and legend. From the kindling of that fire leapt a spark that would never dim. Thousands of years later, that spark of storytelling would start a new flame in the form of motion picture, where bold visionaries would revolutionize the medium of narrative. Soon, characters and cinematic worlds outgrew the confines of a single picture. Epic tales would now span a multitude of movies. Fiction had become franchise, and in the world of marketable properties, that franchise would become king. Join the epic quest of two blokes who will navigate this confusing and convoluted world of procedural properties to terrifying ends. These are the Franchise Boys. Ned. Sean, Sean, help me. Uh, I'm, I'm here. Sean, I'm in this cave. Sean, I'm in this, I'm in this deep cave. I'm, I'm coming, Ned. What, Sean. Where's the cave? Sean, there's no cave. See, I've, I've been editing these, Sean, and I can now make it sound. So this wasn't impressive now. Wow. But when you listen to this, I can make it sound like I'm in a cave, which <laughs> I think is quite impressive. How about you do like a robot character? Okay. Okay. Right now. No, that'll be a robot in a cave. That's uh, <laughs> that's gonna be great. That's gonna be wonderful. Wait, uh, let me let me do that again. Hold on, hold on. Well, Smith, you're an imbecile. Wow, was that an iRobot cut? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that film. I like that film. He gets uh, what? What? He gets like converses, and he's like, these things are classics, and I'm like. I oh, have yeah. them. <laughs> they, they are now. He has a motorcycle, I think. Or He's something. Got a mo- he, he drives like an, a futuristic looking Audi. Oh, God, I wish we were talking about iRobot now. <laughs> Why aren't we no, talking about don't. iRobot? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how you doing, man? What's good? I've been sipping some water, you know, good. staying hydrated. Good, good. How about you? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, this is, this is a bit of a special episode in the like we're this is something a little new this i i should say before we jump into the pre-ramble even even the banter i want to say that this isn't your classic lights cameras blokes we're not so much discussing or reviewing a movie we may throw a, a film score in there but uh really this is an exercise in you know forget all this Structurally, it makes sense to introduce this after our banter, <laughs> and I'm not moving it, so I'll say all this again. Sean, what have you been up to lately? How's your weekend? Weekend's good, man. Got back from uh, a little road trip, went to a museum, got some ramen. Nice. You know, I saw a movie. What did you see? Uh, which is which is my wreck, the Pixar movie Soul. I've seen that movie. What do you think about Soul? Great movie. Uh, I've got a, a soft spot for jazz music. Soft spot for uh, the piano in general. Grew up with a grandma who was a piano teacher, a mom who was a piano teacher. Uh, yeah, I was it, sure. pianist. I'm not. No, I, I played, you. but percussion was more my jam. Yeah, no, Soul was a great movie. Uh, wonderful jazz music. I was blown away by, by how real 
everything looked in that movie. Animation just top notch. I think the lighting in that film's wild. Like everything's it's lit so realistically, it's insane. It's so perfect. I don't know yeah. how they did it, but they're just getting better and better and better. I just got to think, Pixar movies at the moment, Sean, like, Soul's so great, particularly in the beginning, and then I think the metaphysical stuff is so super cool, really interesting, heady way of going about all that, and the visuals are amazing, but then there's always, like, a middle, like, a gooey middle part of these Pixar films these days. Things take an overtly family-friendly turn, which is fine, they're family films, but they feel a little more all ages until, like, you meet the talking cat or the imaginary friend. That seems to be the way these films go. I, I think Pixar are doing great work. Soul's really cool. But for me, the last like Pixar near 10 out of 10 masterpiece was Wally. I fucking loved Wally. Mm. Uh, and then Up was really good. I, I, I think Up came up after Wally. I'm not sure. But. I think it was. Ooh. I think it was we don't before. need to know this, Sean. We don't. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fact check you live. <laughs> but yeah, man. I, thought, I love Pixar. I also saw a movie. I'll, I'll throw it out there as a recommendation. Yeah. I saw Greenland, which is a disaster movie about uh, meteorites hitting Earth. And Jared Butler and his wife and his kid have to get to a bunker in Greenland. And I like disaster movies a lot. I think it's hard to do a, a really genuinely good disaster movie because you've got to straddle a line between like the thoughtful character stuff like what would you do in this situation but also you want to see a big rock hit a car and a big rock hit a building and the building fall down and that's what you want to see in these movies and you've got to splice like these little character moments in with meteorites hitting people uh and this one does it really well i thought really solid out of 10 like a like a a light seven kind of good disaster film liked it i need to get give that a watch but i think there's only one movie that i really want to watch whoa do it i think that's fast and furious the 2001 masterpiece what a transition yeah man i want to talk about that too in fact i've not seen it and that's why this episode of lights cameras blokes is a little different maybe you garnered by the amazing intro uh, but this is a series we're going to call The Franchise Boys. Fun little lore fact is The Franchise Boys predates Lights, Cameras, Blokes, at least conceptually. Yeah, this this predates Blokes. This was the idea sometime last year. I, I'm not ashamed to say. I'm ashamed to say we recorded this one, like, a lot, right? Because <laughs> like, we kept recording it, and I kept coming back like, uh, Sean, it's not there yet. Can we take like another swing? I I'm, Here's I'm the thing. hearing I... this about Fast and Furious, but I'm not feeling fast or furious, Sean. Can we do this like five times? And you loved it. You loved it every single time. I've watched Fast and the Furious, the 2001 motion picture, at least four times, and I watched it again this morning just to get in the mood for this because I I felt like we need to really do it right. Yeah. And so. I've seen this movie way too many times, and I'm starting to like it. <laughs> Dude, that's um, that's a whole other series where we force ourselves to watch a terrible movie at least like ten times and see if we like it anymore. There's that Letterbox account that watched I forget what they saw. They saw this shitty movie like every day for an entire year, 
and oh. <laughs> they just reviewed it every day and it was insane uh that sounds like a coma that sounds like awful like torture yeah but you know one one man's awful torture is another man's uh, great podcasting opportunity sean i think like I've... me like me seeing this movie five times okay like, I see yeah <laughs> your torture will be the people's entertainment the franchise boys just for you know if you didn't get it from the get-go is sean and i have are previously fairly unfamiliar with the fast and furious franchise with one exception and we'll talk about that in the coming weeks otherwise we're pretty blind to what is now like a fully fledged franchise there are loads of these fast and furious movies they do very well maybe you've seen one you probably have a lot of people you've have. probably seen all of them You've probably seen all these Fast and Furious movies, but we haven't. And we thought, what better way to experience a property that you haven't seen than trying to get what the plot is. A plot that I already hear has gotten fairly, like, contrived and is now ridiculous. Uh, But trying to interpret this through watching every other movie and then relaying to your friend the movie that they haven't seen so you can start to patch together exactly what fast and furious may have been so this podcast is us explaining to one another a film we haven't seen and trying to piece together what we've missed if that makes sense would you say i described that okay sean yeah uh no i would say it's a car wreck first because it's fast and furious (laughs) but i would also say it also does the uh added benefit of i don't have to watch uh for these movies because man there's a lot of these movies and it will culminate in fast and furious 9 is coming out i'm going to tease this now because i want the people to know what they're getting in for it'll culminate in when fast and furious 9 comes out i'll watch half of it sean will watch half of it and then we'll review it based on the hour of fast and furious we saw not knowing how it either began or ended i don't know we'll flip a coin to see who gets yeah, what sounds good but yeah fast and furious we're starting with we're starting at the beginning sean's watched the first one i've watched too fast too furious i wanted to take that one because i've always been obsessed with the title too fast too furious i throw it into everything ned are you eating lunch no i'm eating two breakfast too furious <laughs> ned is that image ready it'll be done in two hours too furious these are all examples I've never used until right now. But know that otherwise I do slip it in the conversation a lot. But Sean, I didn't see the first one, so it feels like you should start. Like, what did I miss? Yeah. All right. Let's 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 do this thing. This movie you love. <sighs> this movie, man. I'm going to start off uh, how we kind of start off blokes in general. It's directed by Rob Cohen. Did a little research on him. This is his only Fast and Furious movie. Starring the famous Paul Walker as Brian O'Connor. Mark Sinclair, a.k.a. Vin Diesel, as Dominic Toretto. Mark Sinclair? His name's Mark Sinclair. I found that out today. Um, Michelle Rodriguez as Letty, who's Dom's girlfriend. Jordana Brewster as Mia Toretto. Sorry, could you say that again? Jordana Brewster. Sorry, one more time. uh, I don't like her name. (laughs) Jordana Brewster? Okay, could you say that three times fast, please? <laughs> Just for the podcast. <laughs> Jor- Jordana Brewster, Jordana Brewster, Jordana... Nope. Got Thank you. I think I've got options now. I think I've got options. Yeah, I mean, yeah thanks. <laughs> and then my favorite character, Chad Lindbergh as Jesse. So yeah, let's jump into it. Starts off with a container ship being loaded up onto the back of a semi. And this container ship has a bunch of DVD players and electronics. During the middle of the night, a bunch of Honda Civics 
box in this semi and attempt to hijack it. The attempt is successful and they drive off with it. Smash cut right to Paul Walker uh, driving his really crazy tricked out car in LA. And it seems like he's kind of testing it out. He then pulls up to a shop where the audience is introduced to the crew. Uh, uh, sorry, Sean, ter- what kind of shop is this? What are they selling? Are they selling Are they selling hot dogs? Is this a bookshop? Come on now. No, I'm no, not no, in no, with no. the lingo of That's... these Fast and Furious movies. You gotta, I'm sorry, you gotta man. Yeah. Baby steps, man. They are, uh, they're selling tuna sandwiches. <laughs> are they really? Spe- specifically, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Brian orders <laughs> See, a tuna sandwich. <laughs> I'm so glad I asked because you said shop and I assumed like, oh, Sean's trying to be like, he's trying to use that car jive. <laughs> like, oh, no, no, no. Like, this is literally like... a restaurant. This is a shop. This is like... <laughs> They I thought like you meant little... like mechanics shop. No, All right. No, no. Well, glad I asked. Yeah, he, Jeez. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm excited because we're not going to know anything by the end of like the fourth movie. This is <laughs> no, great. it's going to be uh, a mess. So Paul Walker O'Brien, yep. he, he comes to the restaurant where the Toretto family works and kind of hangs out. And he's been coming to this restaurant for about three weeks. And he keeps ordering this tuna sandwich from Mia, who's kind of the love interest of Brian. Oh, yeah. She cute? Oh yeah, yeah. She's an attractive female. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Uh, an attractive Sean. female. <laughs> uh, she's an attractive female. What, what, can I get a height? Can I get like an eye color? <laughs> <laughs> she is. Uh, What's the perp look like, man? Uh, she she is tall, brunette. Mm. I don't know her eye color. Long yeah, hair. I mean, you've described to me Vin Diesel. <laughs> it's just it's, Vin Diesel. Yeah. It makes sense because they're related. Are they? Yeah, Mia. Well, no, no, no. In the in the movie, Mia and and Dom, who is Vin Diesel, are uh, brother and sister. We find out that this family restaurant is kind of the hangout. Paul Walker starts to leave the shop once Dom's crew rolls up. A little scuffle ensues, and then Brian kind of gets kicked out of this restaurant for life. He says, "Get out of here!" And by Dom, who breaks up the scuffle. Later that night, Brian shows up to a street race. And he puts up his car, his pink slip, for the race in, in order to try and beat Dom. He loses and has to give Dom the car. But before that happens, the police show up. So everybody kind of scatters. Also, an excellent, excellent part of this is Jaw Rule is in the street race. Yes. Makes a little cameo. I don't know if he'll come back in later movies. but Not that I know. Just the, the, the most 2000s rapper making a cameo was incredible police show up everyone flees and dom is kind of chased throughout la tries to ditch the cops but doesn't quite and brian has to show up paul walker has to show up to rescue dom after being rescued they accidentally roll into johnny tran's turf so johnny tran is this uh Asian biker gang boss John, guy. You do not need to tell me who Johnny Tran is, man. Yeah, I do need to tell you who Johnny Tran is. This <laughs> yeah, you is do important. as well. <laughs> Please tell me. Uh, and also, feel free to interrupt me as much as I, I'm oh, I, wanting to I interrupt will. you. <laughs> You're okay? getting this double. Johnny, Johnny Tran rolls up on Brian and Dom, stops them, says, what are you doing in my turf? little bit of back and forth they leave but then they come back and they shoot up brian's car so they destroy the car that brian owes dom brian owes dom a car right yeah yeah so brian owns dom the car uh dom and brian end up walking back or something i think they walk back to the the hangout the crew's house dom vouches for brian 
saying, hey, he showed up, none of you guys showed up, and he saved me. Brian and Mia are at the house, they're kind of getting closer, they're talking a little more, and uh, this is when Dom tells Brian about a desert competition called Race Wars. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I This morning, I came up with uh, one, two, three, four, five. I came up with five better names than Race Wars for your desert hear, racing competition. Yeah, let me, uh, yeah. <clears throat> let me give you a few here. Cars in the Desert. Yeah, much better than Race Wars. The Desert Dirt Drive. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, Raceway o- Oasis. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hot Lap. <laughs> That's my favorite, yeah. Uh, and Desert <laughs> Duel. Yeah. I mean, you could have made your race name much better than Race Wars, which, like, this is 2001. There are plenty of connotations towards Race Wars, but it's to also 2001, so I feel like they didn't really give a shit. <laughs> All right. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Okay. Anyway, well, let's call it what? What did you call them? Uh, let's call it hot lap from now on. Like, okay, yeah, hot lap. So the hot okay. lap route. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. After Dom tells Brian about the the desert competition hot lap, uh, we find out the next day Brian is a cop. He is undercover. What? Uh, yeah, the FBI and the LAPD have a joint operation trying to locate a crew. That's been targeting trucks, which is the truck that we saw at the beginning. Um, Did that surprise you, Sean, to learn? Was that a, like, take yourself back to your first watching Fast and Furious, uh, and it, it's revealed that yeah. he's a car. Yeah, I would, say, I would say I was surprised, yeah, because I didn't know where this was going. Uh, okay. But yeah, I was surprised. On the fifth viewing, not at all, surprisingly. No, what, are you telling me on the second viewing you were still a little shocked? <laughs> like, oh, I, yeah. I was like, oh man, he's a yeah, cop. Kinda, was sick. <laughs> oh dang, I forgot about that. He's a cop. <laughs> yeah, that and was me third on my viewing, third you know? viewing. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we'll talk later about that. I'm yeah. worried. <laughs> so we we'll find out there's this joint operation. The the cops and the FBI are saying that these these truckers are starting to arm themselves. It's escalating. They need to get these people off the streets, yada, yada. So Brian thinks Johnny Tran and his crews are the ones targeting these trucks. And Brian starts breaking into garages to try and figure this out. But he's discovered by Dom and his goon, Vince, who is one of the guys that was in the scuffle with Brian. They see him, Brian, breaking into garages and they confront him saying, hey, you look like a cop. Like, you're you're a cop, man. Like, why are you breaking into these garages? And Brian kind of quick on his feet says, hey, I'm I'm trying to get some intel on these street racers because I know I need to get you a 10-second car. I need to get you that car, and I don't want to lose again. I can't. Dom buys it, and they investigate Johnny Tran's garage, and they find a bunch of DVD players, the ones that were kind of stolen, or it was a bunch of electronics. They're all Panasonic, by the way. Is that, and a, then, is that a sponsorship thing, do you think? There's a lot like... of sponsorship stuff in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. At one point in a in like the house party, Mia starts drinking a Snapple. Oh, uh, I just love like, Snapple. Uh, <laughs> I love the Lights great Cameras taste Below of Snapple. It's sponsored by Snapple. And, I uh, wish. <laughs> yeah, I would get a whole crate. Everyone, uh, go but, out to like your local, in the UK, it'd be a news agent. What would the equivalent, like your 7-Eleven? Go out, go out to your 7-Eleven, buy a Snapple, and then loudly 
shout to the person selling it to you. I got this on the bloke's recommendation, and then my hope is that the word will get round to Snapple, and they'll throw us some cash, like on the side. But I really want you to like come at your come at your cashier like aggressively. Trust me, they don't get enough loons, so <laughs> just really make their day a little worse by just screaming at them that the bloke sent you to buy a Snapple. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, hashtag the the live stream and hashtag the video that you take. Hashtag the blokes sent me to get Snapple, and maybe yeah, uh, that's catchy. Maybe we'll throw it on our story <laughs> on Instagram, <laughs> which is a great time to plug our Instagram at lights dot cameras dot blokes. Uh, I'd love. That. Please follow us. And- Actually, you can uh, you can even email us at lights.cameras.blokes at gmail.com. Uh, and I'm shouting that out now because, you know, we'd love to... If, if, if anyone has, like, two minutes to scribble, like, a little letter or something or a little note, we'd love to read it on the show. Whether it's kind or hateful, we'll read it aloud. You could be famous in a kind of very local sense. I love this guerrilla marketing campaign we've got going here. We're going to have a bunch of people in convenience stores yelling at underpaid <laughs> employees of 7-Eleven. <laughs> We're just going to get a lot of emails from like, hello, I work at a 7-Eleven and I really don't appreciate <laughs> your marketing campaign. And, but uh, I love the show. But I love the show. <laughs> New fan here. And that's what it's all about. Please treat your whatever cashier you encounter with respect and maybe don't shout, you know, but maybe even it's a little more memorable, a little more intimidating to whisper to them, the bloke sent me and then just leave. You know, that's scarier. I like I like that. <laughs> sure, and I please. also like this uh, next part of <laughs> my rundown. <laughs> Dude, what are you in these transitions, man? Go on. <laughs> I'm killing it. All right. After the crew discovers Johnny Tran's stash of DVD players, Johnny Tran's place gets raided by the FBI and the Joint Task Force. But turns out he was cleared. It wasn't actually the, the DVD players that were stolen at the beginning of the movie. They weren't and, Panasonic? Uh, well, they were Panasonic, but they, they were just different okay. Panasonic DVD players. Uh, they made a See, few there was the chance for another sponsor. Like, it could have gone Hey, Panasonic, Sony. get at us. <laughs> or actually, yeah, in the movie, they could have put like a Sony DVD player in there. Like, oh, it was actually just a Sony DVD player, a much superior. Yeah, inferior. Quality. Or inferior. superior. <laughs> whoever's, whoever's paying the most gets to be the superior. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Cool. All right. So then uh, the crew goes off to the hot lap in the desert. Yes. Um, it's catching on. And this is where I kind of. Yeah, this is where I kind of like the scene with Jesse. Jesse, my favorite character in this whole movie, he decides that he is going to race Johnny Tran for his pink slip because he's inspired by Brian, who did the same thing with Dom. Jesse goes out there, loses to Johnny Tran, and he just flees. Johnny Tran's pissed, yells at Dom, says, where's Jesse going? Uh, And Dom says, I don't know. And then Johnny Tran says, Dom, you snitched on me to the police. Dom's like, I'm no snitch. Starts beating up Johnny Tran. There's big old scuffle. Dom yelling at Johnny. I don't really know how to transition this, but later that night, Dom and his crew go off to steal a car. They go off to do, do a job, I guess. Dom and his crew just leave the hot lap race, and Brian figures out, okay, they're they're going to go steal something. He tells Mia, Mia that who? he's a cop. Uh Hold on. 
Let me scroll up. He it tells took like six, seven episodes for me to just start like <laughs> just <laughs> throwing you under the bus. I don't know what that's he about. He tells <laughs> Brian goes and tells Jordana Brewster, okay. aka Mia. Sorry, could you that say that again? Uh, <clears throat> Brian goes tells <laughs> Dude, I'm <laughs> you're gonna yeah, like just one more time. I'm gonna develop I'm gonna develop a speech impediment <laughs> because of you. Brian goes and tells Jordana Brewster, aka Mia, that he's a cop and he needs to find Dom and the crew before they get hurt because these semi truck drivers are arming themselves to the teeth and also the cops are after them. So he tells her this and she's upset, obviously, but she also wants to help her brother. So they go after Dom and the crew to go find them before they can get hurt in their their heist attempt. But the job goes wrong. It's, you know, the heist is off to a terrible start. They're getting shot at by the the truck driver and Brian has to come save the day. Dom finds out Brian is a cop after Brian comes and saves everybody. Vince, the goon, he gets badly injured and Brian has to call in a helicopter and that's where Dom kind of finds out, oh, he's Uh, a cop. Civilians don't call in helicopters. Exactly. Yeah, I don't have that ability Sadly. I've got, I can do it. I just choose not to because I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. Like Ned called a helicopter. Like, kind of Get whack, way, way too much street cred for that. Anyway, later, <laughs> uh, Dom <laughs> goes back to his place. Brian confronts him. Has they both have guns at this point because Dom's going out to look for Jesse because Jesse's still gone. And Brian's like, "You need to like stop. Like people are getting hurt." Jesse randomly shows back up at the house while this confrontation's going on. And then Danny and his his goon, or sorry, Johnny and his goon, Danny, drive by on motorcycles and shoot Jesse. And they shoot up the whole house. Dead? I'm assuming so. Yeah, he got shot like four or five times. That was your uh, favorite character. Yeah, uh, it, it was a tough one. Not on the fifth viewing, because I knew it was coming. Yeah, but, do, car- but does it get more <laughs> emotional as the viewings go? Like, you know, I've built an attachment with this character, and it's it's tough every time. Actually, <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear. I, oh god, now I feel like I put you through this five times. Like, you've had the to emo- watch Jesse die five I'm times. I'm going to need to go to therapy over this one specifically. I think. Okay. The fifth, well, the fifth viewing. I. Would it be insensitive to ask that maybe you record that and we could throw that up maybe as like a bonus episode kind of thing? Join our Patreon if you want to hear Sean in therapy talking about a fictional character dying. Uh, and I'll, you know, I'm not throwing you under the bus here. I'll, I'll record my own therapy sessions. Uh, it's mostly stuff about my father. But we can squeeze in a Jesse conversation if that's entertaining. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's continue. So, obviously, a car chase ensues. Brian and Dom are going after Johnny and Danny. Johnny and Danny are on motorcycles. Brian and Dom in cars. I'll say, man, half these names I have not registered. That's good, because it'll make it even better on the fifth movie when we have no idea who people are. Um, the, The car chase ensues. Brian ends up shooting Johnny and telling these bystanders to call the police. Shooting and then he dead? Go- I don't know. I think so. Maybe. Maybe you can tell me if he shows up in the second movie. I will. He doesn't. But cool. <laughs> Brian chases after Dom. You know, Dom's still kind of wanted for the heist and stuff, I'm guessing. So there's there's cops that are coming to arrest Dom. And then Dom and Brian finally meet up at this red light, and they have a final race 
over these train tracks. They both punch it after the light turns green. They narrowly miss the train. They kind of jump through, you know, it's the typical Fast and the Furious scene where it's just these cars flying in the air. The train passes, they land, and then a semi hits Dom's car somehow. And Dom's car flips into the air, crashes. Brian pulls Dom out of the car, and you hear police sirens in the background. Brian says, here, gives him the keys, says, I owe you a 10-second car. And Dom drives off into the distance. Later, see that Dom is in Mexico after the credits. And that's Whoa. it. So he turns on he turns on the police to better serve his friend. Because they're family. Oh, shit. Well, it would all be so surprising if it wasn't lightly traded on and too fast, too furious. Interest, an interesting setup for Brian's character. Before I just jump into too fast, too furious, did you like Fast and the Furious, Sean? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a action movie that is somewhat mindless. There's a few nice twists in there. It's it's um man. Five viewings has really made me think about this movie, actually. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I think Fast and Furious is just kind of, it's street racing, you know, and it's just high octane, and it's, you know, it's it's one of those. Here's a new mechanic I'm introducing to this show, Sean. At the end of describing it, before I ask for your own rating, I'm going to rate it just based on what I've heard. Ooh, I like this. I'm going to rate the movie. This is a, the competition here, if you can call it that, is to make the movie sound as engage like even if it's a dull's shit movie to make it sound as engaging as possible this way okay you you want to get the highest score okay and then we're going to tally up the total score at the end of this okay. nightmare okay and whoever's got the highest points like wins i don't know like vin diesel patting on the back or something i can't afford that yeah. but it'll be a fast and the furious appropriate prize we'll work it out and based on what you've told me sounds like there's some fun there's some you know there's some high octane shit i like the idea of like you like a character and then he gets shot and then the panasonic you know it made me want a panasonic dvd player so i'm gonna give this like a six cool I, you know i feel like i'm a little handicapped because i i should have come into this knowing this and i could have just you know spruced oh no up i've even screwed more. you here sure it's like. okay though. <laughs> but i didn't know about this either so you know a too fast and too uh, it's, is it's, a, it's a level playing field, yeah. Yeah. So I give it a six. What would you and and your score doesn't count towards any sort of final numerical thing, but like, what what do you give Fast and Curious? I don't. I I'd probably give it a six point five. Okay. Yeah. If you like cars, it's a seven. I like cars, so maybe it's a seven. But I'll I'll stick with six point five because I think that's a fair fair grade for it. There you go. Wow. Well, I'm I'm gonna approach describing to you too fast too furious a little differently because you know these characters uh, no well that's irrelevant <laughs> i i'm more going to skim the kind of plot of too fast too furious i i won't go so much into the the nitty-gritty of where these characters have been i'm also pretty fortunate that none of these characters have very hard to pronounce names so you can't trip me up with whoever dom's sister was what was her name again mia <laughs> yeah fair enough <laughs> uh, so let me jump into it this this one is directed by john singleton so they didn't get that first guy back what was the first guy again it was rob cohen 
didn't get Rob Cohen back. John Singleton came and delivered, and this is the only piece of real trivia I have for this movie, is it's the lowest scoring Fast and the Furious movie wow. today. So, oh, fuck, I, I'm looking for a high score. I should let that kind of detail out <laughs> till the very end. Damn. Don't let that color... Don't. If anything, Sean, if you give it a low score now, I'm going to say you were swayed by public opinion, and I will think less of you, as will our listeners. So... Uh, you've got Brian back, but I don't think any of the cast you mentioned outside of uh, Brian, uh, played by the beautiful Paul Walker, comes back. Wait, it's is Vin Diesel not in? Is is Mark Sinclair not in this movie? Mark Sinclair is not in this movie. I do actually have more trivia, I guess, because they wrote, wrote two scripts for Too Fast, Too Furious. They had two scripts, Too Furious, and what they did. <laughs> is they had a script for if Mark St. Clair was coming back, and they had a script if Mark St. Clair was busy. And Mark St. Clair was way too busy for this. He was probably doing a Riddick movie, guessing mm. the time frame. is He was probably doing Riddick. Oh, we should be talking about Riddick. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, Brian's the only guy back. The film starts with him racing, of course. It's a street race, okay? And they're racing for slips. That's what they do. No, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Like the first hurdle I've stumbled. They're they're racing for cash, I think. It starts with a street race. (laughs) Uh, You're seeing all these people racing, and who is hosting these street races? We've got another early 2000s rapper cameo here. We got Ludacris. We got Ludacris. Okay, who are you taking? Are you taking Ja Rule in my movie or Ludacris in your movie? I'm taking Ludacris. Really? Listen, today I'd take Ja Rule, but knowing Ned in like 2003, Ludacris all the way. I, I can't I'd betray agree. 2003 Ned. I, I'd agree, actually, because now Ja Rule to me is like a meme, so that's probably why I like him more yeah yeah i would probably take ludicrous too so you got ludicrous in this one hosting these races everyone's racing including ludicrous's girlfriend suki suki's the best character in this one everyone's a bit of a dick to suki a she's the only girl doing this so she drives a pink race car uh, and b i think everyone just wants to sleep with suki which there's more to suki than that <laughs> it's not in the movie but <laughs> in my mind anyway so it starts off with this race uh, then you see Brian is racing, and they're you know they're pumping the nitrous, they're drifting. Uh, they, Brian wins, of course he does. But then the police come and break it up. The police bring Brian in, and you learn that he was a cop, but he went rogue. I now learn that this is what the first movie was about, and now he's kind of like now he's a maverick, you know, he's a rogue kind of street racer. But they're like Brian, we need you for one last job. And seeing as there's like eight more of these movies, I'm guessing this wasn't the last job, but they need him for one last job. There's this big drug trafficking thing going on with this guy called Carter Verone. Okay, what was it? <laughs> Carter Verone. One more time. Mia. (laughs) (laughs) So, Verone is played by Cole Hauser, who looks a bit like a young, less attractive, uh, not Paul Walker, a young, less attractive, I have this lined up in my head. Why didn't I write this down? You were so much more prepared than me. How could I, because I think his name starts with Paul and it's thrown me off. Newman. Looks like a younger, less attractive Paul Newman. He's just got, I think it's the hair and it's the jaw. Mm. But there's a Paul Newman-esque 
quality to Mr. Hauser playing Verone, and he's this drug kingpin, okay? The police sent another officer on Verone to go undercover, but she's she's gone rogue, maybe. She's gone, like, a bit MIA, so I don't know what's happening with her. Paul's told he can have a team member, so he goes and recruits Roman Pierce. Roman Pierce, played by Tyrese Gibson, okay? They He goes and meets yep. Roman Pierce on, like, a dirt rally track thing, and Roman's, like, pissed at Brian because, like, you fucked me over last time, and it's like the police are offering you immunity if you do this one last job with me and Roman Pierce like okay but I don't like it and they have a kind of they're at odds with each other but there's a real kinship between them that flourishes throughout the movie just saying uh, <laughs> when you're scoring it maybe think of that intense brotherhood uh, that you get to see unfold uh, Roman and uh, Brian go over to uh, Verone's house uh offering to be like drivers for him and he's like a shady dude in his big kind of miami house i forget where this movie takes place should have written that down i think it's miami Uh, this is great i'm already confused excellent (laughs) these three people might be in miami and they're talking about being drivers for this shady drug dude that's when you meet the officer who was sent undercover. It's Monica. I haven't even written down her second name. She's played by Eva Mendez, and she's, like, his girlfriend now. And you're like, oh, is she still with the police? Has she turned on the police? Is she really his girlfriend? Wait, Eva Mendez is Brian's girlfriend? Eva Mendez is... Or Paul? Is, Paul? No, 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 not Paul. <laughs> Eva Mendez is Carter Verone's girlfriend. Okay, Drug okay, kingpin. Okay, okay. She was sent to investigate him, but have they fallen in love? Okay, okay. Sean, I was asking you, have they fallen in love? I'm going to take a bet Mm -hmm. that they have in a way. I'm thinking Eva Mendez is tricking Cole Hauser, and she's actually not really a double agent, but like a triple agent. She she went undercover. She tricked him into thinking that she's in love with him, and she's actually Mm -hmm. undercover again. Yeah, that may be Monica's deal. Actually, you're, you're pretty much there. Uh, Whoa. So Monica sends Brian and Roman to go get their cars that they'll use for this drug run. They go and do this, but then they need backup cars for this elaborate like five-point plan they're going to do to arrest Verone and bring the drugs to a secure location. And to get these cars, they race these two other goons for slips now we're racing for slips yeah, okay that's what i like uh it's a drag race and like they're just tearing down the road and they flip their nitrous and it's very close of course in fact it's impossibly close you're like how can how can brian win this and he does win it because he's that good yes. uh so they win these guys slips and now they've got backup cars it's so they got like four cars I'm 24. I don't have any cars. What am I doing wrong is what I'm asking myself. You could own a car. You think so, man? I think you could do it. Dude, that's that'll be the penultimate episode of the, oh <laughs> the my franchise, God. boys. The, uh, okay, here's what we got to do. Well, After Fast 9, all the money that we've earned from yeah. our Panasonic deal and yeah. our Snapple deal mm-hmm. and probably our 7-Eleven deal, yeah. <laughs> we buy you a used car. Yes, and then I race it for slips. <laughs> Maybe we take one step at a time. I don't know if you're ready to race for slips yet, Ned. Uh, all right, all right. We'll see where I'm at. 
Anyway, they've got all these cars, they've got this elaborate plan, but Brian and Monica kind of hitting it off, okay? Uh, Brian goes to meet Verone in this shady, seedy nightclub, and, and Brian is kind of... Monica's kind of hitting on Brian. Brian's kind of hitting on Monica. What is this what, chemistry? What happened to Mia? What was her name? <laughs> uh, I, what happened to Mia? I could not tell you at all. I think Mia is with Dom. I think there's like a throwaway line that... No, Dom... no, 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 no. Mia and Dom are brother and sister. Yeah, no, not with... <laughs> she's, not, <laughs> she's geographically with Dom. She's not... <laughs> okay, it's not okay, some okay. creepy shit. It's like she's with... <laughs> I had to explain the whole first movie to you. I don't know what you got. (laughs) Yeah, I think the brother and sister are hanging out elsewhere. There's a throwaway line about what Dom is doing, and he's somewhere far away or something. I don't know. They haven't seen each other since Dom, I suppose, drove off at the end of that. Like, you know, now we're family kind of shit. So Mia's gone. It's Monica and it's Brian. They're hitting it off. Okay, they're at the club. Ooh, what's this chemistry? These sparks are flying between these two actors. I truly believed Eva Mendes and Paul Walker. I hope they at least went for lunch. I hope, like, they saw where this was going. Because it'd be a crime for these two attractive people to just let this lie. Well, maybe that's just acting. And, <laughs> you know, what do I know? So things are getting cute between them, but then uh, you. But then we need the obligatory scene where we're reminded that Verone is a threat. Okay, he's a dangerous man, and he's like he's threatening this guy, and I he kills him, and I think maybe I don't know. I watched this like a day ago, and I've already forgotten like a vast amount of it. It was pretty late. <laughs> um, I've seen this twice now, by the way, so Sean has committed way more to this than me, but I promise I'll watch the next one, like, very attentively. You're getting the gist, I feel. Anyway, Verone... Kind (laughs) of. Shit, this is going to affect my score. Verone is a a bad dude. They go, they do this drug run, but then it turns out there's this whole kind of twist where Verone is kind of cluey about there's a police informant in his midst, so he kind of changes up the plan last second. Uh, Mm. And now it's like the police have their own separate plan. Brian and Roman have their own plan. Verone's kind of like masterminding this drug trade-off thing. It's a big, like, it's a mess, all right? But Brian and Roman are kind of on it. They do this drug run, and there's this cool scene where, because the police are following Brian and Roman, and Brian and Roman are trying to shake the police so that they can get to the true location of Verone, they, like, go into this garage, and then Ludacris has banded together all these street races and all these, like, 20, 30, I'm glad Ludacris is back in it. I was about to ask. He's back, man. (laughs) He's back. Ludacris helped with the pink slip race, too. So he's been heavily involved in this film. Uh, so yeah they all these cars like start racing out of this area that the police have chased brian and roman to and it's like this cool scene where like 50 cars are like racing across the road and they lose them in like the jumble of of sports cars and it's 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 fun it's fun and then brian and roman are going to a location but roman switched up like locations for like a 50th time so then they end up going somewhere else they have to eject the they're both riding in separate cars with separate like goons and they've got a they've built in like ejector seats into their cars so one of them goes like flying out the door the other one like malfunctions and the car ends up like somewhere i don't know brian Brian ends up abandoning that car wait the ejector wait ejector seat (laughs) on the (laughs) 
one ejector sees works. But so Brian is ejected out of the car. Brian, no, Brian's not ejected out of the car. The passenger, the goon passenger. Oh, okay. Like and the Brian's bad guy. one doesn't work. I don't okay, think. Okay, uh, got it. But okay. Romans does. Did they die? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit gruesome. <laughs> um, it's not graphic. It's just like kind of like, oh, it's a shame. So much damn. So yeah, Roman's guy gets ejected. Brian's ejector seat malfunctions, but Roman finds Brian and they both kill that goon. Uh, and then Verone, he's already on like a nice boat and he's like sailing away with the drugs. I, oh God, I can't remember so much of this film. This is a real nightmare. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you've written down these names because I literally am just lost. Here's the thing. I remember enough of this film. I was like, I can tell Sean what happens. Whereas you've like deeply committed to the bit of like thoroughly describing to me Fast and Furious. Like you have taken it as like, an imperative mission that I know what happened in that first movie. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how crazy these movies get later. So I feel like there are like bits and pieces. Yeah, this is the easy stuff. Yeah. I, I feel like there's going to be bits and pieces that I've described to you that are going to somehow be called back to. But the Maybe... second one is a very separate affair from the first is the, okay. is the thing. So I don't think either of us, oh, you weren't lost because it was the first one. I, I just, I just don't know. It's a spinoff adventure. I just don't know if Panasonic DVDs show up in like the seventh movie. And I need to tell you all about Panasonic DVD players. You know, I couldn't tell you if there is a particular product placement I took note of. Oh no, Jack, at one point uh, someone crashes into a Pepsi sign. So they got that yep. Pepsi money. Or it was Coca-Cola, because they wanted them to crash into a Pepsi sign. Like, ah, oh, look, you don't want Pepsi. You actually want Coca-Cola. Oh, damn. That's why after he crashes into the Pepsi sign, it's like, glad it wasn't a Coca-Cola sign. I love that drink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know why that got me. <laughs> <laughs> of all the gags. The film ends with Brian ramping a sports car off the bank of a river onto Verone's very expensive boat. And by mm. the way, Verone was with Monica, kind of holding Monica somewhat captive because I think he figures out that Monica is the police informant or one of them. The dude sucks, by the way, as a criminal. He hires like three police informants. So <laughs> whatever the vetting process is, is bad, right? Uh, anyway... Uh, Brian ends up with Monica. The ambulances are there, like, patching people up. Verone survives, so he may show up one day. Okay. Can't say. In fact, there's, like, I believe as Verone is being taken away, there's a bit of, like, eye contact. A little bit of, like, I read into it, like, an I'll be back kind of energy. So I'm hoping Verone comes back. Uh, Otherwise... What was the point? But yeah, so Roman's criminal record is cleared. Roman and Brian are like being chummy. And it ends with like, we should open up like a car shop kind of thing. Not a tuna fish sandwich shop. Yeah, and that we should. And then Roman like shows off that he's stolen all this like this cash money that was for the drug deal. Like he's he's got it tucked away. So he's made off with some of this nice cash. And, and that's how the movie ends. And who knows what will happen in three fast, three few or four fast four furious but it may have nothing to do with the events of too fast too furious i don't believe they will because like i say it was the lowest scoring it was the lowest scoring one sean what would you give too fast too furious well your incredible description of the movie makes me think 
that this no movie is probably fun. like a five. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. What would you say? <laughs> what would you say it's scored out of ten? Yeah, like a five. Yeah, that was apt. Okay, it's uh, fair. <laughs> no, you were correct. I thought Ludacris may win a, have won a couple of points from you, Sean. But uh, no, it's, I, I did. You saw my eyes get bigger when you mentioned Ludacris for the second time. So maybe, mm. maybe here, here's a edited version of my score. I'm going to give it a five point five just for Ludacris. That, oh God, I won that point five points, and that's ultimately what will win me uh, the ultimate prize of a lifetime supply of Panasonic DVD players, which is like, I don't know, five Panasonic D- How many DVD players are you going to go through in a lifetime? No, those Panasonics are good quality. You only need like two. <laughs> Not like those shitty Sony ones. And listen... If you heard that and you're from Sony, it's not too late for us to swap those two round, okay? You just gotta send us some cash. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel we both kind of understand now. Kind of. I mean, clearly, here's, here's the footnotes. Brian was a cop, but then he turned on the police for the benefit of his street racing family. And yeah. then that's kind of still his vibe in the second one. But he's kind of re- working as like a rogue, maverick, street racer for the police uh, okay there you go we did what just took us 50 minutes we didn't 30 seconds <laughs> 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 now the question is because we should wrap this up soon before i before i look at how much there is to edit and i die, die. yeah <laughs> uh, i think we should go about it like this sean because we are both familiar with tokyo drift yes so we are maybe we maybe we should just both talk about tokyo drift next and then we pick this up with, like, you talk about Fast and Furious 4, I talk about Fast and Furious 5. Okay, I, that's Cause fair. Because otherwise, the other option is you talk about Tokyo Drift, and I talk about Fast and Furious 4. But that feels like you've been studying for this your whole life. I don't know. Is that What do you want to do about this? Because you don't need to explain I, to me Tokyo Drift. I know Tokyo Drift. No, we should enjoy Tokyo Drift together because it is one of the greatest films of all time. It's big words, big words from Sean C. And you can find out on the next installment of the franchise, boys, exactly how deep that, that Tokyo Drift love goes. And Sean will be doing a cover of the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift theme song. So look forward to that. Sean, play us out with two minutes of stand-up about Nissan sports cars. Yeah. Let me tell you about these Nissans, man. Those skylines, they should be called... Dirt lines are so slow, man. They're not in the sky. They're not jets. Damn. <laughs> I'd pay good money to see this. That's where we'll leave it, Sean. I've decided every episode since the Godzilla one where I asked you to do Godzilla's kids, and then last one I asked you to, like, sing. I'm, I'm just going to continue. You can try play me out if you like, but I'm gonna I got there you. first, man. <laughs> One moment, let me take another sip of water. I shouldn't have eaten all these Doritos.